Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Ah! Wake me up! Free me from this! That wake up guy was trouble! Yo, get out of bed! What are you doing? You're late! You're late! You're late! Come on, everybody! Wake up! Brian Wake me up! This is my wake-up show. Now waking you up from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Step on in. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry show. How are my boys today? Max Lamar, Doc oh, yeah. Bob, everybody good? Good, good, good. Everybody good. awesome? Good. Good. Why are so, you calling us your boy? Wait, why are you calling us your boys? boys? You, you, you're you're like Bob Barker or something? Yeah. Or? Oh, you're you just are? now okay. catching on? Yeah. yeah. You're my boys. Uh, you're my crew. You're my gang, my squad. <laughs> My little ducks. Listen, I want to talk about um, Thanksgiving and tradition right now because I, you know, I, I get a lot of like um, uh, stuff from different cooking websites and I get, I subscribe to a couple of cooking magazines and I got this pitch from I, Bon Appetit, which is a food magazine. And it said, we've got you covered. We're going to cure your holiday fatigue. Here are some new twists on Thanksgiving favorites for you to try. And so I'm looking at some of the suggestions, and I, I don't know. I love to cook, and I love to experiment. But no matter how much I love to cook and I love to experiment, I know that the people, my family, those people, do not want a stuffing-encrusted deep-fried turkey cutlet for Thanksgiving dinner. They don't want... Um, sweet potatoes mm-hmm. cooked in um, hot pepper paste. They don't want a broccoli <laughs> Caesar salad. They don't want parsnips with pickled currants. They don't right. want any of those things. They don't no. want burnished potato nuggets. Here's what they want. They want turkey, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, cranberry sauce, and pumpkin pie. They don't want me to bring them pumpkin flan or cranberry sorbet or whimsical turkey meatballs on a stick. Have you ever known anyone in real life that wanted you to jack with the traditions that much? No. You know why this happens? It it happens because these are magazines that have to come out with Thanksgiving things year after year after year. And you cannot have 
the same recipe of turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing and cranberry sauce with green beans year after year after year. So they're stuck. Their editors say, come up with something. And they come up with this foolishness. Now, my my it's girls, like the- they like they like to cook, too. They're experimental. Mm-hmm. But if I said, girls, hurry up now, wash up. We're having butternut squash and leek bread pudding. You don't want to miss <laughs> seconds on that. No. Exactly. You know, I could see it at a restaurant. If you're going out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving, there's some fancy restaurants. They'll charge you an arm and a leg. And maybe there's something exotic because people want to be able to talk about it. But I think a lot of it is just filling space online or filling space in a magazine. That's all it is. Agreed. What do you think, Lamar? You seem like a man that doesn't want his plate messed with. Well, Bob is exactly right. This is no different than Men's Health Magazine. Every month right. on the cover, it says the ultimate workout. Right. Well, if it really was the ultimate workout, why is it next month we've got another ultimate workout? So that's right. I bet I bet these food magazines hate this time of year because yeah. they got to come up with this stuff. Don't you think they're all sitting around going, nobody's cooking this? They're going to make some cornbread dressing and they're going right. to go get them some cranberry sauce in a can. Right. They're not going to make fresh cranberry sauce. Nobody wants that. No. They want the, you know, people, yep. this is the meal that nobody wants to mess with. You have to stay. If you've invited people over and you're trying to try out your culinary skills, nah, they're not coming next year. They want the standards. And you've been cooking the standards for 20 years, so the standards are going to be good. So I, I just think it's fun to read and it's fun to dream. It is fun to dream. That's it. Sherry, That's do it. you remember do you remember the guy who called up? I think he called up the show and he was so he was uh newly married. He was so excited about Thanksgiving. This guy loved Thanksgiving so much. And he's going to the uh he's going to the in-laws house for the first time. And he's thinking he loves turkey. He loves it so much. And he's been told by his new wife, oh, they put on a big spread. And he's thinking about how great it is. And he shows up and there's ham, (laughs) not turkey. And I remember that guy. He was beside himself. No, he was was legitimately like in a full blown meltdown. He was ready to cry. Yeah. So it sounds like, oh, he was... Bob, I think Bob told him saying. at one point, Do, can you stay in this marriage? Sir, can you remain in this marriage? <laughs> he kept saying, I was so sad. I was just so sad because he couldn't say anything. So it sounds like y'all do not want to sit down to roasted sweet potatoes with chili yogurt and mint. Is that what I'm hearing here? No, no. Is that no. what you're trying? No. Is that no. what you're trying to Nobody to wants throw that. Past me. If you um, want to throw I, some chili out there, that's fine. I, I just, I want to know what it okay. is, you know. But and I mainly want the highlights that we always look forward to: the turkey and the cranberry with the rings around it and all that. Listen, like, if what you if you want to experiment? That's fine. Yeah. But always yeah. have that staple. Have the staple. Yeah. If you want to make a little right. pot of this other stuff, for people to try. But don't do away with the staple. No. Don't do the, it. Yeah. This last recipe for dessert, I bet is delicious, but if I put it in front of Lamar on Thanksgiving, he would cry. Sweet potato miso pie with chocolate sesame crust. He'll cry. Oh You'll see a grown Shut man up. weep. No. He don't want that. He wants his mama's sweet potato pie that's never met a miso <laughs> or sesame. Miso me so, me so uh, upset. Miso will be crying. <laughs> 
It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. The subheadline on the article I just read was it's nice to know that even the rich and famous can look like fools at work, too. Famous actors who did impossibly embarrassing things on the set. Now, some of them I'm not going to read because it has to do with bodily functions. And I'm just not going to get into that. Let's jump right to Anne Hathaway. Everybody loves Anne, right? They, they love her. Yes. She was in a movie, and it was called Love and Other Drugs, and she gets naked in the movie. She has to be completely naked in the movie. She has on a trench coat. She takes off the trench coat. She's completely naked. So she so- shows up to the set. And she is, the other actors are there, the cameras uh, are around, uh, but there's nobody operating the can- cameras. And uh, Anne shows up, and she knows what the scene is, and she takes off all of her clothes, and she's completely naked. And the director said, um, Anne, you actually don't have to be naked right now. We're just rehearsing the scene. You know, I admire her <laughs> commitment. I do. I, I do admire I do that. Too. I totally admire we're... that. Yeah. Pull the band-aid you, off quickly. Do you do you remember I know you remember the movie Superbad. Do you remember the uh, the kid actor Christopher Mintz Plas? McLovin. Who, uh, yes, yeah. McLovin. McLovin. All right. Yeah. All right. So there is I can't remember it exactly, but there's a sex scene in that movie that he is in. And um They started the filming of it, and he's doing the sex scene, and over there in the corner is his mom watching the whole thing. And I I guess it was because he was so young. His mother watched the rehearsals, watched the takes, and (laughs) he said, I remember being young and thinking it was cool. I'm going to shoot a sex scene. And then I realized I had never even kissed a girl. And my mom was watching the whole thing. Oh, God, that had to be excruciating. But I bet that excruciating. Why didn't mama get up? Why didn't she get up and leave? I know. I know. But listen, I bet being so uncomfortable and awkward and having that be so excruciating only added to his performance. You know, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. If the director moved quickly, I think you're exactly right. Now, here's here's a similar one here. Sadie Sink, who is in Stranger Things, she had her first kiss on the set with her mother watching, watching her do that. Now, that's not like doing a sex scene, but still, you know, your mother is right over there. Do you remember the series that was about Masters and Johnson, the sex researchers yes. back in the 1960s? Yes, yes, yes. Masters of Sex. The, the stars yes. were Michael Sheen, who I think is a British actor, and uh, Lizzie Kaplan. So, you know, they're, the, the whole thing is they're doing research on human sexuality. Michael Sheen saw Lizzie Kaplan naked for the first time on the set and vomited. What? I'm hoping out of like nerves because Lizzie Kaplan is like the total package. What are we talking about here? She she is. She's absolutely beautiful. But he threw up because he was so nervous. Can you imagine the apologies he had to go through? The explanation he had to go through with her. How embarrassing is that? (laughs) Uh, Robert Pattinson. 
could not stop sweating all over Julianne Moore while they were filming a love scene. He just started profusely sweating and sweating and sweating and could not stop. Matthew McConaughey did not read the script before arriving on the set of Scorpion Spring. He was supposed to have learned to perform it. It's a four-page monologue in Spanish. He does not speak Spanish, and he never even tried. <laughs> ben Stiller. I, it, it doesn't say. I guess they, they said, well, we're going to have to shoot it again, but you need this is what this calls for. You, need, you, you should have looked at this. As a young actor, Ben Stiller yelled, cut, after he screwed up a line on the set of Steven Spielberg's Empire of the Sun. That's what the director said. And by the way, the director is maybe one of the greatest directors who ever lived. You can't yell cut. (laughs) You cannot yell cut. And finally, and this one is sweet. Who doesn't love Emma Watson? So she's on the set. She's nine years old. And she's on the set of Harry Potter. And somebody else is doing a line And the director says, cut, and says to her, sweetheart, you are mouthing the lines of the other actors while we're filming. She memorized everybody's part. That is so Hermione Granger. I love it. Isn't it? It really is. She was nine years old. This is Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Here we go! It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With Morons in the News. So a husband and wife decided to pull a prank on their teenage daughter. And she was home alone with a friend. I'll just let WISN's news report in Wisconsin tell you the details. New Tonight 12 News has the 911 call from a clown prank in West Bend that police say went too far. There's a clown inside, like an actual clown inside the house right now. Do you know who it is? No. Is there anybody else in the inside with him? Hey, um, my friend's parents. Okay. Just get here as fast as you can, please. Police say they responded to a frantic 911 call Saturday night on Decker Drive as a home invasion in progress. Police say the homeowner had a family member enter the home dressed as a clown to scare a group of teenagers. At one point, the parent gets on the phone. We're okay. We're just playing a joke. Sorry they called you. Oh, okay. Yeah, they called 911. Glad to know my daughter had a friend on the phone. I'm sorry. Police cited the 40-year-old homeowner for disorderly conduct. In a statement to 12 News, police say the department recognizes this was intended to be a prank, but the investigating officer believed it was carried too far when the parent involved didn't put an end to the joke before 911 became involved. (laughs) (laughs) How stupid are... There's two, two middle school girls and you're pulling that? Are you kidding me? Here's my quick question. Oh, the 911 operator, when the guy, uh, he goes, I was just playing a joke. Okay. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, what if that was I the know. clown that was murdering everybody? Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I noticed that word. myself. Right. Well, let's go to Miami, Florida, where a woman was arrested and accused of wrapping a Dodge Charger to imitate a Florida Highway Patrol vehicle. 
<laughs> the trooper said, the reason I'm stopping you is the color scheme of the car. In that area, you can't have a car that looks like that. And she had blue lights and everything. Then you got another <laughs> car in Miami, Dade, that's got a same look of a Border con- uh, Patrol vehicle. And on the side yeah. of it, it reads Booty Patrol. And even <laughs> another guy wrapped a Dodge Charger, and it's got all the bar lights and everything. And on the back, it says, don't panic, send nudes. I mean, what, what, I don't understand what's going on. It's Lieutenant boring. Alex Camacho with a with a Florida Highway Patrol, he says, hey, there's no law against being funny, but some elements on a lookalike car are illegal. Only a Florida <laughs> Highway Patrol car can have the black and tan color scheme, and you can't right. have the blue lights. You, you just can't do it. There are clear standards for what's legal and what's not. Uh, Pugachev, Pugachev, who was driving the original car, she said a mechanic added the bar lights, and she didn't think it was too bad. But she's hired an attorney, and she plans to speak out more about her experience at another time. Listen, at what point does driving around in a car that looks like a police vehicle, especially with booty patrol or send news written on it, seems like a good idea? Crazy. In my perfect world, Bob would be in an airport rental counter. And there'd only be one vehicle left, and they would give That'd him a it. discount, and it would—he yeah. would be driving around Chicago in the Booty Patrol car. That's my perfect world. You're not going to believe the moron of the day today. It's a Florida man who dressed up in an FBI jacket and went into a free haunted house that a local homeowner had made. He said, "I thought my—I thought the guy was a statue." When he struck him in the face with his BB gun, he, his name is Ingus Shusher, Ingus Shusher, which I have to hand him this. There's nobody else named Ingus Shusher. <laughs> no. um, as Ingus went through the homeowner's house, he came around a corner and there's this man standing dressed in a costume, the homeowner. He said he wasn't acting as a role player at the time. He's just, this is his house, and he made this haunted house for his neighbors and thought it would be fun. Meanwhile, Ingus, who's six foot four and weighs 210 pounds, dressed up as an FBI agent, snatched the airsoft gun from his hip holster and struck the victim with it, causing significant injuries. When the victim oh screamed, goodness. he said, I thought you were a statue. The homeowner had mm. to be treated by EMTs on the scene. And Ingus Shusher was arrested by sheriff's deputies for aggravated battery and possession of a bulletproof vest during the commission of a felony. Heads up, I bet you didn't know that was illegal, but that's no. illegal. Yeah. Um, his mugshot. Wow. I know you're going, Ingus Shusher. Well, you just need to look at his mugshot, and that's Ingus Shusher. That's all yeah. I'm going to say about that. It's like a name it's out posted- of Monty Python. Yeah. That's posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Coming up, what are you just too old for now? You just can't do it. Plus, comedian Mutsi and heads up, you may not be addicted to your phone after all. And what the real issue might be is going to make you give yourself and everybody else a whole lot more grace. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Henry Winkler told this story on Jimmy Kimmel. And he's written a book, and he was promoting his book. And one of the stories he talked about was he ran into Paul McCartney on the street. He said, my wife Stacy and I 
Uh, we stop on the street and they said, Paul McCartney says, oh, the Fonz. And so they start talking and they're chatting on the street for a while. And Henry uh, walked away with the musician's phone number. Paul McCartney gave him his phone number. Apparently wow. they had formed this strong bond and, and they're you know going to be friends or whatever. But yeah. it wasn't to be. He explained. He said, Paul said we should get together. And so Henry said, I called and I called and I left messages and I called, but he never answered. So evidently he thought more about meeting uh, Paul McCartney than Paul McCartney thought about meeting the Fonz. It sounds that way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine how embarrassing that is? That's a great story. But that's such a Yeah, it is a great story. But I don't know that I would have kept calling. Yeah, I wouldn't either. He's on some sort of a tour where he talks about his uh, experiences as the Fonz and throughout his career. It's one of these things. It's just him on stage. Uh, my, my silver best friend, Jeff Fox, went and saw him with his wife in uh, in Vegas, I think it was, not long ago. He, he also mentioned I, he, he was in another restaurant and he saw Mick Jagger. So he goes over to Mick Jagger. This guy, he's ha- Mick Jagger's having a romantic dinner date. He walks over to Mick Jagger and he goes, "Oh, hello, Mick. I'm a I'm Henry Winkler and I have all your albums." And he said, "Jagger, less enthusiastic, turned slowly and looked and nodded at him and said, Henry, and then turned it back and started eating again." He said, "I slunk out of the restaurant." <laughs> oh no! I'll tell you, Jagger's the last person that I would ever do that to. I mean. That's a guy with an edge. Do you think that Jagger knew who he was? Well, he said Henry, right? He said Henry. No, he introduced himself, though. It could have been any Henry. I'm going to say no, Bob, because Mick Jagger, people say he has beautiful manners. I don't think he would diss the Fonz. I just don't. Probably not. Probably not. That's great. That's great. Yeah, he's on tour. This is Bob and Sherry. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. The Bob and Sherry website, the oddcast, contest info, bobandsherry.com. All right, guys, there's a great thread on Reddit, um, and the, it's a really simple question, and here it goes. What are you just simply too old for now? And one of the answers, you know, is going out past 9 p.m., right, which is the classic right, right. one. <laughs> Another person wrote, um, Keanu Reeves said that uh, he protects his peace by refusing to argue with anyone about anything. He said, two plus two equals five. You're correct. Have a nice day. He's too old to argue with anyone about anything, especially to argue with strangers on the Internet. So let me start by asking, what is right off the top of your head? What are you like? Nope, too old for that. Now, not doing that. Um, Shots. Shots. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been too old for shots. Yeah, but I'm I'm too old for that. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, you go through a certain part of your life. If you if you do imbibe um, that, you just feel, oh, they're doing it. I better do it, too, or I'm going to be a stick in the mud. But but it's for me, it just it was like it's too much. You know, it's going to be a long way too much. Yeah, let me tell you a quick quick little story on that. Used to go out with a couple and 
be, be three or four couples go out, and this one guy he loved to buy shots. As soon as you got anywhere, he's buying shots for the. I'm like, man, what are we doing? So mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, and I'm not wanting to do the shots, and I'm sitting next to his wife, and I said, "How do you stand this?" She goes, "Do you see where I'm sitting?" She said, "I'm sitting with my back to this wall right here." She said, "Here's what I do." He wants to buy the shots. He buys the shots. I grab the shot. When he says go, I throw it over my shoulder, slam it down and say, <laughs> that was great. And I'm like, oh, my God. So for the next two or three hours, we're just slinging shots on the back of the wall. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Don't I can't do caught. that. I, it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's nothing good. There's nothing good for that. Yeah. There's no good yeah. end to doing that. It's just not. No. I don't get it. No. You're so right, Lamar. I was at an event not too long ago, and everyone's like, we're doing shots. What are we doing shots of? We're doing shots of bourbon. Oh, I'm going to end up in jail. I don't think that's a good yeah. idea for me. <laughs> Brown liquor shots. Go, I'll, I'll tell you what I don't do anymore. I don't want to go to uh, large venues to see a band. I, I don't, um, I don't, I don't I want to you. go to a baseball park and, and, and see a band, even if they, I know they've got the big screens up there. You know, the obvious uh, group is the Rolling Stones, but there are a lot of, you know, acts that oh, are tons playing. Oh, people that do it. Yeah. 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 That are, that are playing large, large venues like that. I just, the best I place just to see to a that. concert is Vegas. The very best place because every it place is. in Vegas is a small yep. venue. You, you right. don't really pay a whole lot more than you. And you're right there. I mean, you're, it's, it's, it's a tight thing. I, I love that. I love that. And the, I do a lot and of the acoustics, the acoustics yes. are fantastic. They know how to do that. Yep. You're right. But yep. I would say a, a large concert. Yeah. I I'm with you, Bob. I love live music, but do I want to sit in the nosebleeds at the stadium and mm. watch the show on the jumbotron? Cause that's, I know that's what is going to end up happening. I can't, my eye is drawn to it. And at that point, like maybe I'll wait for pay-per-view, right? And <laughs> do it that way. Yeah. Um, here's another one that a Redditor posted. I am too old to eat food that's not delicious. I, I have to agree. <laughs> yes. I mean, if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm faced between not delicious and peanut butter toast, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with peanut butter toast. I just I just don't I'm not want gonna to. I'm not gonna drink uh, really crappy cheap wine. And I know that sounds snooty. And I don't buy, you know, $60 bottles of wine, but some of that's some really cheap. I don't want to say a brand name, but some of that really cheap wine, it's nothing but a headache in a bottle. I'd rather not have it. Um, so my daughter is an RA at college and she was on, they take turns, all the RAs on campus take turns pulling duty. And what duty means is you're on call 24 seven. And you've got a special duty bag with a duty phone and you're on, you make, you make rounds. So for that weekend, if you're the on duty RA at this school, you make rounds and you check for, and what are you looking for? You're looking for underage drinking and chaos and mayhem and hooliganism and shenanigans. Right? So my, my kid had um, 24 hour RA duty a couple weeks ago and texted me. Oh my God, mom. I found this underage boy drinking a bottle of barefoot watermelon wine. And I, <laughs> and I replied back. I said, criminal and criminally bad taste. And she was like, I know, right? That's what I said. Don't do anything to him. He's suffering enough. Yeah, He's suffering but enough. Listen, yeah that's right. That's right. There's a, there's a moment in your life when your metabolism is like watermelon wine all day long. 
And that moment is not this moment. <laughs> once you hit, I swear to God, once you hit 35 years old, you cannot yeah. drink a gallon of watermelon flavored wine and feel no. anything other than like death the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Bob and Sherry. True. Weird stuff. Decades before an old, rundown, haunted house in Indiana was torn down, it was the beautiful home of Dr. and Mrs. Wilson and their son, Aesop. In 1861, Aesop lost his life while serving in the Civil War. His grief-stricken mother had her son's casket returned home and kept it in the house for 12 years. Was the house haunted by Aesop's ghost or was it haunted by sorrow? Because a mother's love never dies. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, so we're talking about this awesome Reddit thread about what you're just too old for. And you can be too old for this. Like, I know people, I actually have a niece who's 26 years old, and she's like, I am too old to be hot and sweaty. (laughs) Which is something. When you're going mano a mano with Earth's climate, that is a challenge to throw down. But I completely understand it. I have um, have a friend who told me, she's like you, Bob. She just doesn't like the beach. She doesn't like it. She likes the idea of the beach. She likes to look at the beach from a restaurant table she likes to think about the beach she likes to walk on the beach she doesn't want to sit on the beach and she doesn't want to carry anything to or from the beach right does that yeah, that sounds yeah. like you doesn't it I, I i like the beach i like what, what you said i like it when it's not scalding hot and it's cool and i can walk with my dog which I, which i do or if I'm uh, in certain parts of the country, like the Oregon, Washington coast, you know, I'll see the, the water splashing on the rocks or certainly Maine. But uh, sitting there in the sun for uh, four or five hours with, with, you know, your relatives, it's just, it's not, you, know, you know what else is not my thing right now? I, I hate to say this. Um, and partially it's because of the hours that we do with the morning radio show. Um, I, I, I'm not watching Saturday Night Live as it, as it's, as it hits. At uh, 11:30 p.m. Eastern, I'm I'm just not staying up. You can see the clips the next day, and that's fine. But I'm not watching it until one o'clock in the morning. I re- I DVR it. There's a bunch of stuff I DVR because, like, yeah. first of all, it's not even like a stand that I'm taking. I literally fall asleep the minute I sit on the couch at night. Like, you, I can't watch a movie unless I stand up and pace back and forth because I'm just I fall asleep because we get up so early. So I don't think you need to apologize for that at all. No, but I feel badly. And I also feel badly that the other day I was going to go see the Martin Scorsese movie um, about uh, what was done. Killers of the Flower Moon. You got to take a week's vacation to see that. It's it's I, I over three see, hours, right, Lamar? It's I like want to see it. Hours. I want to see it. I can't. I tell do you it. what, if this means anything, my son Clay, he's we've been trying to figure this out. But if you don't get this thing started early in the afternoon, I don't know right. what you're doing. But he talked to a really good friend of his that he sees everything, and he said it's well worth your time. And I'm not saying it's not, but I just got to find a place for that block of time. That's a yeah. lot. You need to go to the two o'clock show, the one o'clock or the two o'clock show. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going. Yeah. I'm not going to the eight o'clock show 
with, with a movie that's going to get out close to midnight. I just, I can't do it anymore. No. I, try, I told Kevin, like, let's go see Killers of the Flower Moon. And he goes, isn't that really long? And I was like, well, I mean, it's not an eight-hour work day. And he goes, it's about half a one. Like, yeah, but it's yeah. supposed to be really good. He it, goes, I, it's can't we wait till it comes on art. demand? Yeah, it's art, they, you know. And they should, So they they're not going to tell it in 90 minutes. Huh? They should rename it Killer of the Afternoon. <laughs> yeah, right. Killer of the Afternoon Nap. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's a wonderful film and it tells an important story and yes, you know it has yes. these fantastic actors in it. My but God. I don't care how many accolades you give it, they're gonna be followed with but it's three and a half, and a half hours. hours. Long. Yeah, I know it. I'm getting close to not wearing hoodies anymore. I still do, but I look at myself and I say, Does that really work for you? I think yeah. you look good in a hoodie. Really? Oh, yeah. I do, yeah. Why yeah. do you think it I, doesn't? I don't know. It's just, um, you know, hoodies, people think that, you know, the hoodies were invented by hip-hop people or whatever. I had one when I was a kid, when I was, like, in uh, middle school. So they've been around a long, long time. Then they went away, and then they came back. Um, I, just, I just think it's, it's a very youthful sort of look. And I don't know that I, at this point I, I can pull it off anymore. I think it's um a classic American sports casual look. Yeah, I, that's what I think it is. I'll tell you what I'm. What too got old for. weird about the hoodie is wearing it in 102 degree weather. That that seems yeah, weird to that's me. true. Yeah, with I a wool cap. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? I know. I am I am too old to defend or apologize for my guilty pleasures. These are my guilty pleasures. If they are uh, problematic for you, keep moving. You don't. You yep. don't need to participate. You certainly don't need to have an opinion. Just keep on keeping on. If I want to watch something crappy and stupid on TV or eat a pack of Twizzlers for dinner, I ain't hurting you know how. I am not going to defend. I, I read my horoscope every morning on my phone. Everybody makes fun of me. Did I come to your house, Virgo, and demand that you take a look at what Omar had in store for you? No, I did not. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm just, I'm, I'm too old to defend stuff that doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I just ate a spoonful of fluffer, marshmallow fluff out of the jar. Get the hell out of my house. Like, nobody asked for your opinion. Don't you feel that way? What are you, three? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I told you, I'm not defending it. <laughs> Here's one, and then we'll break. Um, a lot of people said, listen, I am too damn old at this point. And these are people in their 30s. I am not going to spend unnecessary time with people I don't like. I don't want Amen. to do the work team building thing after hours. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by the Banana Republic. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is the comedian, Mutsy. If y'all think I'm silly, loud, and bold, I wish you could remember my mama. Oh, my mama, she was so much fun. She played jokes on me and my sister all the time. She used to do stuff like take the lint from the dryer trap and ball it up into a ball and put sugar on it. <laughs> and you already know, she would give it to me and my sister and tell us it was cotton candy. <laughs> And I wish I was making that up to make y'all laugh, too. 
All my friends got pink and blue, we got gray. That's what we got, gray. <laughs> Y'all laughing, but I didn't even figure it out till I was 15 years old. I pooped the sweater in the fourth grade one day. I did, I did. It was gray, it was gray. And it fit, that's the part I couldn't figure out. <laughs> I love that sweater. It was missing a button, but I wore it every time it got cold. Serious. My mama taught me how to live, love, and laugh, and that's how I live my life. I don't hurt nobody, y'all. I know I look like a serial killer to some of y'all. Some of y'all still scared. Some of them ladies got their hands on the purse. He's liable to jump off that stage and grab my purse. Look at him. You want to have fun, do it like I do. I found these years ago. Check it out, y'all. Get you a pair of eyes like this right here and go to a daycare center. <laughs> Tell me there to pick up a child. <laughs> They'll ask you which one you tell me, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> then you go to your eye doctor's office and you wait outside their door and the people are coming in, don't go in, don't go. <laughs> Day. <laughs> He's really cool and the Jehovah Witnesses to show up at your house too. <laughs> sure, we want you to come inside. Can you spend the night? Let me tell you something, y'all. You scared of Jehovah's Witness with a pair of eyes like this? They run so fast, they leave their bicycles right there in your front yard for you to keep. <laughs> I got 17 bikes in my house if anybody wants one. <laughs> we don't have any Jehovah's Witnesses here tonight, do we? I probably should have asked before I did my little jokey joke, but <laughs> I, I'm not making fun of them. Seriously, I'm not. I have fun. I try to turn everything into comedy, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes the jokes just write themselves. Like, I had a Jehovah Witness come to my house. He was Spanish, right? He came to my house, asked me, did I know Jesus? I go, I sure do. He cuts my grass. Is he in trouble? <laughs> He's like, no, Jesus, miracle worker. Walk on water. I go, hey, brother, I got two acres of grass. He charged me $50 a month. That's a miracle. I know Jesus. <laughs> I love to have fun, man. My mama taught me how to play practical jokes. I'll show you some more. Look, this little big thing, you buy this at Walmart, you can have so much fun. We pull up to the drive-thru, Burger King, Willie's, McDonald's, Church's, KFC, Popeye, all the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? We, we pull up to those, we place our order, we try to speak as plain of English as we can. Yes, I like to have a cheeseburger, a large Coke, and a large order of french fries, please. Then they talk back to us, because they got that little cheap PA system, right? You can't understand them. If you want to have fun, go to Walmart, get this little thing. You pull up, welcome back now, can I take your order, please? <laughs> Y'all laughing, but I did that in Alabama. You know what they said? You want some fries or that? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody here from Alabama? Stop the you from Alabama. <laughs> like they did minute. <laughs> here I am, right here. Here I am. Right here, got my mobile home outside. Car wouldn't start. We said, no way, we're missing this show. We're driving the house. I need a valet park it. It's right here. I got three young and doing homework in the living room. Be careful when you park it. And let me just tell you something. If you're from Alabama, God bless you, man. God loves you too. Not as much as the rest of the United States, but he loves you. He loves you. 
And I'm just making y'all laugh with this, right? Because you know that's not true. Because nobody in Alabama has like three youngins. You know what I'm saying? They got like 13, 14 youngins. You know what I'm saying? And they for sure not doing homework. I figured that part out on my own right there. That is the comedian. Let's see, and we'll post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I've been thinking about this airport shuttle driver. Um, so my, my big brother and I were on the shuttle to Harry Reid Airport from the rental car place, and it's packed. The shuttle is packed. The airport is packed. Everything's packed. The shuttle driver is a guy, he's maybe late 50s. You know, he's got some silver in his hair. He's a little bit, you know, kind of a bigger guy. And that's an important thing because what I'm about to describe. So the rule at Vegas Airport is the driver has to handle your bag on the shuttle. So you you get on, your driver loads your bag. Um, and then hopefully you're a decent human being and you tip them afterward. But this driver, after he gets all the bags loaded and he explains, I know we, you know, we don't have enough seats for everybody and I'm real sorry about that, but I'm going to have to ask that if you do not have a seat and like my, my brother Mark and I were the standing people among them, if you don't have a seat, I need you to grab onto one of these here poles and hold on because it can be a little bit of a bumpy ride. He said, let me demonstrate this man grabbed the pole, swung himself around, dropped to his knees, and then stood up and pole danced in the shuttle, in the airplane <laughs> shuttle. <laughs> the people on this bus lost their minds. People were whooping and cheering and shouting. He gets in the driver's seat, and now it's like it's a comedy show. All right, uh, I'm from uh, I'm from I'm from Vegas now, but you know I I lived in Buffalo and I I worked for Delta in Atlanta. Sir, where are you from? And he points to my brother. My brother's like I you know I live just outside Philly. And how about your pretty little lady? And my brother goes, well, that's my sister. And the bus driver, without missing a beat, says, "This is Vegas. We are not here to judge." <laughs> By the time we got his tips are out, oh, outrageous. I bet they're great. outrageous. N- yeah. When we got to the terminal, nobody wanted to get off the bus. He was so engaging and fun. But let me tell you what: you haven't lived so you've seen um, a big guy in his late fifties do a pole dance on an airport <laughs> shuttle. Wow! Oh, I love a man that's working. He's working. Mm, it's Bob and Jerry. Hey, it's Doc, and we really appreciate you listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Make sure you are also listening to the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We have new episodes on Mondays, and Talking Lamar is on Fridays. The latest episode is all about me and my deathbed playlist. Morbid, but fun. Subscribe to the Oddcast, and you can get it anywhere you get your podcast. We have a couple of ways you can reach the show. You can call us on the phone, old school, at 844-52-SHERI, or you can snatch up our app. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. You can listen to the show and enter contests and text the studio, listen to all of our podcasts, including Talking Lamar and True Weird Stuff. And there's a little microphone in the center of the screen. If you tap it and talk, the app will do all the work. Hi, Bob, Sherry, Lamar, Doc, and Max. 
This is Colleen from Grand Junction, Colorado, and I wanted to share my non-scientific fact that I didn't make up, but this is regarding a caller that was calling about Lamar's scientific fact. When my son was very young, he kept getting strep throat, and the doctor finally asked if we should just take out his tonsils. I looked at him in all my seriousness and said, well, if he doesn't have his tonsils, he can't be an astronaut, right? My doctor looked at me like I was from the moon, and uh, apparently that's not true, but that's what my mom told me growing up, so... Um, another scientific fact she told us is when we had a little cat, we always wanted to give it a bath, and she just got tired of us bugging her about it. And she told us, if you give that cat a bath, it's going to die of a heart attack. And that solved that problem. We never bothered her again. So um, I think that more than just Lamar is making up scientific facts. So, hey, I love the podcast. You guys have a great day. <laughs> I think sometimes parents just become so um, tired that they'll just say anything to get the kid to shut up. Now, listen, the cat will listen, have a heart attack. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure there's something to the cat thing because my mama told me we didn't ever have a cat, but she said if a cat ever falls in the water, it'll have a heart attack and die. My mama told me that, too. <laughs> For real? Are you kidding? Yeah, because really? they hate the water so much. Yeah, they hate the yeah, water, they do. so it just, yeah. Yeah, they but, do, they do. I'll, most of the facts, most of my facts come from my mama. And <clears throat> my mama told me one of the things that she told me, I mean, I, I really, I guess I eventually figured out it was not true. But my mama told me, if you play with fire, because see, I always took the trash out. And so we had a big 55 gallon drum and you take the trash out and you put it in there and then you, you know, burn the trash. And so I always in charge of burning the trash. Well, you know, you pour a little gas on it and you throw a match in there, and whoof, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And she told me. She this said, is a great thing for a kid to do. Let me just say that. <laughs> just, uh, with explosions aside, that's good for the environment. You know, out there in the, with the 55-gallon drum burning. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. <laughs> so anyway, I think she saw me out there doing that. And she said, listen. She said, if you play with fire, you will wet the bed. <laughs> and so I had that in my head. And so I've tried my best to just go out there. I, you know, I don't want to mess around. She said, don't be poking it with a stick. You just put it in there and you set it on fire. And I'm like, I'm like nine years old and I'm in charge of setting stuff on fire. So it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I but say, I man, a... <laughs> sometimes country folks are really different. They really are. <laughs> but I, you know, I quit, I quit playing with the fire, but I still went to bed. So I don't know that, but I always, yeah, I always I thought maybe I was, you know, yeah, that was a big deal though. She said it would, it would make you went to bed and I, I'm like, okay. Cause my mama says something. I'm, I'm in, I'm in it. I'm in it. Hey, listen, you know? listen, I'm, I'm, I I understand. Um, I've got a Weber grill. For some reason, the starter doesn't work anymore. So I've got to use matches. And I'll turn that gas on, throw a match in there, and I just about wet the bed every time with that, <laughs> with that explosion. <laughs> we had a big like, thing know? about storms, too. We had a lot of storm facts because mm -hmm. if we had a storm and it thundered and whatever – if you was to stand in an open doorway, like to the outside, if you stood yeah. there, you would be struck by lightning. 
So no, I would never go near the door. And you couldn't take a shower because you would immediately be killed by lightning if you took a yeah, shower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be electrocuted. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a phone, like the phone would be ringing, and my mom would say, don't touch that phone because it's, it's, it's lightning. And so I was well, <laughs> it sounds like it's actually ringing. She goes, if you pick it up, you're dead. Don't pick that phone up. You're dead. So we would. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, the light. How do, how do we? How deal. do we get through childhood? Some of us, you know. I mean, how the do shower we make thing it? is real, though. You can be struck by lightning if you take a shower during an electrical storm. It actually happened a couple of years ago. It was in the news, and I had thought really? that was a bunch of nonsense too. And would oh, is that thunder and lightning? I think it's. T- I think it's time for a shower. And then I saw that on the news, and was like, oh. Wow, that is real. What happened? Somebody got electrocuted in, yeah, in the shower? Yeah, because mm-hmm. water conducts electricity, I guess. is how that. I mean, listen, it's a freak uh, occurrence. One in a gazillion bajillion. But it did happen a couple of years ago. Let me tell you what my dad used to tell us. So, you know, my dad was a, a very um, disturbed and dangerous and violent individual. So, of course, he had a family because that's what one does. And if you think about, look outside at the electrical poles standing outside of your street. Some of them have at the very top of them what looks like a silver can. Can you picture it? A big, like bigger than a bucket size silver container of some sort. Well, my dad took us out there and pointed to that. He said, you know what that is? That's where Nicodemus is. Nicodemus is a demon. And if you don't stay in your bed after bedtime... Nicodemus will come out of that can and come into your bedroom, terrorize you. And my, <laughs> oh, that's a my good bro- night's sleep. <laughs> my brothers and I looked at each other and we were like, we know that's not true. Not because we don't believe in demons, but because you're the demon and you're already <laughs> yeah. in the house. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no way some little little imp that lives in a tin can is going to be scarier than you are. We got coming up for you. Listen, listen, if you've been accused of being addicted to your phone, Mm -hmm. Um, somebody owes you an apology because it turns out that what looks like phone addiction is something else and you need to give yourself and the people around you a little bit of grace we got the details coming up it's Bob and Sherry bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7pm Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page We are thankful for teachers who support, guide, and mentor in and out of the classroom. If you're a teacher or you know one, you can nominate them at bobandsherry.com to win a vacation to Florida. Weekly winners are chosen to win Bob and Sherry swag and nominated to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Nominate a deserving teacher at bobandsherry.com. I was doom scrolling on my Twitter, as I like to do, and I screenshotted a bunch of things that I want to share with y'all because I think these are very um, these are very intelligent people saying good things. Here's um, Rika B., who said, um, I like to spend my energy thinking about work responsibilities when I'm at home and home responsibilities when I'm at work so that I can feel stressed 100% of the time but never do anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. Okay, here's another one. This, is my, this woman is my queen. Her name is uh, Laura Marie, and she tweeted, my husband just said, calm down. Like he wants his own Ooh. Dateline special. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That is that is one of the uh, top things you should never say to a woman. Ever. Just calm down. Ever. Ever. Um, there's a there's a list of things that um, I don't yeah. want to hear. I don't want to hear calm down, and I don't want to hear that was the past. You should let that go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been better to tell me to calm down. All right, here's another one from uh, Kristen Arnett. Please congratulate me on my new position. It's the fetal position. I'll be in it for a while. (laughs) Uh, Here's from uh, Tragic Alley here. Being an adult means you have a total of three friends, and they all live in different parts of the country, and periodically you just send each other videos of weird dogs and say, this made me think of you. (laughs) You know, it's so true. My friends... um, tend to live in different parts of the country. My friends beyond you guys and, and radio people, they are, they're in California, they're in uh, Palm Springs, California, uh, near Burlington, Vermont, all over the place. And, and to get together is like next to impossible or really expensive. It's just, I mean, my, my bestie, her job takes her all over the place. She's temporarily yeah. living in Florida, mostly working in Denver. I hardly get to see her. So, of course, mm-hmm. I'm going to send her pictures of a cross-eyed chipmunk. <laughs> what, how right. else are we going to communicate? <laughs> all right, here we go. This is from a guy named Jordan Stratton who said, being alive during this modern era is great. Robots are creating artistic, soulless versions of people. I spend half my paycheck on rent and the other half on four blueberries, and I'm addicted to a little pocket computer that makes me sad every day. Fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's so right. Doesn't it tick you off where uh, you, know, you, you read something like blueberries uh, will keep you alive for 200 years? So you say to yourself, I got to eat more blueberries. And then you go out and you go to the store and you get the blueberries. And the blueberries are like <clears throat> $19 for a pint, right? I mean, just very, very expensive. And then you get them home and you open them up. And they and they're a little bit beyond really fresh. They're okay mealy. to eat, yeah. But they're a little mealy. And you look at it and you go nineteen dollars. And so the next, I hate to say this, but one time, I opened up the blueberry package in the supermarket and I ate one. And before I before I threw down the money, I bought it. I bought it, but I was so ticked off at having purchased it. And that is not something that I do. I mean, I've seen people who, and you used to talk about, was it one of your aunts or somebody oh, would no, go to the grandma, supermarket? No, my grandma, what are you, my, and start, my grandma Black uh, Hair? She crazy. thought the super, yeah, she thought the supermarket was a snack stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what's worse um, than blueberries? You know, here's what's worse than the blueberry, because I do blueberries, blackberries, and I try to do raspberries. But the moment you buy the raspberries, you have to look and make sure the, there's a clear line and you've got to run as hard as you can, pay for it as quick as you can. And I mean, you listen, That's I could true. get stopped on the way home, super speeder, because you only got minutes to eat those raspberries. Because they get if you mushy. put them in the if, if you put them in moldy. the refrigerator the next morning, yeah. oh yeah. They're moldy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so raspberries are Karamia's favorite thing in the world. And so I love them. Um, it used to be like, oh, Karamia's coming home this weekend. I'm going to get her raspberries as a treat. 
but because of what Lamar just described, I would buy them on Friday afternoon, and by Saturday morning, they would be growing white mold. So I finally told Karamia, I was like, girl, listen, I know you love raspberries. The next time you're home, we're going to go to the store together. And as the cashier is swiping it, I'm going to open it so you can eat them. You have to eat, eat them, them before I even pay for them. Yeah, yeah you're both right. It's, it's like a time. Really you is. have to it scoop is. them out with your hands like a bear as they're being rung up. Otherwise, they're completely inedible. All right, straight ahead. Girl, you are not addicted to your phone. You are not. There's a reason why you can't put that thing down. People need to be nicer to you. It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by The Crown on Netflix. The Crown's final season will premiere in two parts. Part one on November 16th, part two on December 14th. Only on Netflix. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this The next time you're tempted to accuse someone of being addicted to their phone, pause for a second. The next time you are about to accuse yourself of being addicted to your phone, pause. Because uh, mental health experts are now saying that a lot of phone habits that look to somebody else like, oh, he's addicted to that thing, are actually signs of anxiety that it may not be that you're addicted to your phone. It may be that your phone is a little anchor for you in an island of challenges to your mental health and well-being. So here are some phone habits that might be a sign that something deeper is going on with you or with this person that you think is addictive. Um, doom scrolling. That's, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm just going to get on, I'm going to get on my newsfeed or Twitter or X, whatever the hell we're supposed to call it now. And I'm just going to scroll and and look at more and more upsetting things. Maybe you're following a, a breaking news story. Maybe you're looking mm-hmm. at something that signals the end of the world, whatever it is. Um, people are who are doom scrolling are trying to soothe their worries. But of course, we just end up making it worse. Um, mm-hmm. Even when you're scrolling TikTok and comedy and goofy stuff, um, it's a it's a way of self-soothing and distracting yourself that allows mm-hmm. you to avoid your real life. So, of course, not everybody that's looking at TikTok or reading news stories on social um, is fighting off anxiety, but a lot of people are. So maybe like be a little kinder with yourself and everybody else. Here's another sign um, that your anxiety and your cell phone are connected. You do a lot of Google searches for things that are troubling, symptoms, you know, like you say to yourself, I hope I'm not being a hypochondriac, but, or you're looking for relationship advice, maybe because your own relationship is really going through it. Google searches, uh, mental health experts say, when you look at people's Google searches, you can sometimes get a map of what their fears and anxieties and like deeply rooted mental health struggles are Um, using your phone to avoid um, certain kind of social situations. Tell me that you've never, like maybe you're at a Starbucks or whatever and you hear somebody come in the door and you glance up and it's somebody maybe that you used to work with or went to school with and you do not want 
to have to engage. So you pretend that you're deeply engrossed in something on your phone so that you can dodge that conversation. People use their phones to procrastinate um, schoolwork and responsibilities. And, and all of that can be, yeah, I just don't feel like doing my homework or um, you're avoiding something because it's so painful or troubling that you're using your phone as a barrier. People that can't put their phone away, whether they're at a work meeting, um, going for a walk in the park, whatever it is, that may not be addiction. That may be frantic um, anxiety. This is something I, I'll admit that I absolutely struggle with. If my phone is with me and it doesn't ring or light up all day long, great. It stays in my pocket. But if my phone is not with me, all I can think about is what if something terrible happens and, and someone needs me and I can't be reached, which is if so my phone If my crazy. phone is not with me, all I can think about is when I get home, I'm going to have to go back to the store because she needed me to get her iced tea and something for, you know, part of the, uh, part of the dinner. <laughs> that's, that's the anxiety. So, so let me, let me ask you, are you taking away from, uh, this, this study that they're saying, don't be bothered by the fact that you always want to have your phone. It's a comforting thing. You're just checking on things you're already concerned about or interested in that. Here, it's okay. Here's- Here's what I'm taking away from it. If you have kind of um, an anxious fixation and attachment onto your phone, there's nothing to be ashamed of. The reason that you're, you're so like, where's my phone? I need my phone. Charge my phone. Get my phone. Is not because you're just some simpleton who's addicted to the device. It's because you that phone is like a protective thing for you, for your anxiety. I mean... In some, like, I don't do a lot of these um, anxious phone behaviors, but I absolutely cannot abide to not have my phone with me. All I can think is my family needs me and I'm not reachable to the point where it's so awful that there was no point in my going out without my phone. Does that make sense? Let me have my damn phone because if you make me leave it at home, you might as well leave me at home. I'm just so distracted and nervous and worried. And by the way, do I recognize that that's unhealthy? Yes, I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I do. No one needs to tell me that. I already knew that. But the thing that this, and I'm going to share this over to our Facebook, because I know a lot of people um, struggle with a lot of these things. Don't be so quick to judge somebody else and their phone behavior. Don't judge yourself. Right? Not everybody who carries their phone everywhere um, is addicted to Instagram. People have complicated reasons for it. We all need to be a lot nicer to each other. You know, is that so freaking hard? Be nice to each other. But if you're at a dinner party and everybody's talking, don't don't look at your phone. Be a part of the conversation. Yeah, no, these experts are not saying, oh, yeah, it's a free-for-all. Right. But don't say to somebody when they walk into your house for your dinner party, put your phone in that basket. Because right. that, then all they're thinking about is, oh, my God, what about the babysitter? Like, don't do that to people. Live yeah, and let yeah. live. Mind your business. Be nice. And wash your hands after you use the bathroom. These are simple things that would make us a better species. We'll get this posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. 
This is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. I can put things off with the best of them. Um, one of them was Mary went out to our driveway about six months ago with a spray can of black paint. She was painting something for the interior of the house, and she got black paint on the driveway. And uh, it's kind of in a square, and it looks stupid. And I've been looking at it, and I've, I've said to myself, i got to get rid of that. And I put it off and put it off. And finally, the other day, she said, sure would like to see some projects finished. That's all it took. <laughs> I go out to the hardware store, and I get this product that says it can take you know stuff off your uh, driveway. And I put it down, and I scrub it, and I scrub it. And then I rinse it off with a hose. Nothing. Got another product. Nothing. I finally went back to the paint guy and I said, I got to get rid of this paint. He said, the only thing I can tell you is muriatic acid. And I said, that sounds powerful. Let me have some of that. That's hardcore, dude. Oh, wow. So I followed the directions, which I seldom do. And I mixed it into a can with water. And uh, I put it on. Not enough. Nowhere near enough. Tried it again, nowhere near enough. I got the muriatic acid, and there I poured go. it straight on. There you go. That's what no I'm talking No water. About. And I thought this oh. ought to do it. It turned the color of the Wicked Witch of the West's face. It turned a green no. that was so horrifying. And I went, you probably just took down two trees, and a big hole's going to be in it. I let it sit, and then I sprayed it off. And I came back the next day to look at it, and it's gone. Yay! That bad boy is gone. I very seldom have good results when I go rogue, but I did. And I'm myself so came out and walked right by it and said nothing. <gasps> yeah, yeah. But I got it done. Got it done. You know Thank what? You. You're gonna you're gonna have to have your accomplishment be its own reward, I guess. Yes, She's I have, not gonna I give you credit. With that. I, I struggle with do. that. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, muriatic acid. Be careful with that stuff. It's got skull and crossbones on it. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. The name of the TV special is Behavior Problems, and it's also nice. Yeah, that was wasn't that slick. It's not an easy word to say. I know. I was practicing it for a half an hour though, for crying out loud. I just did an interview with somebody that flat couldn't do it, so we'll see if you can. You know what? I'm going to give. You can win this by doing it right once. I'm going to give it. Actually, I'm going to stay with what I got. Okay, good. The the name of (laughs) it's behavioral problems, and it's Ron White. Hey, Ron. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Oh, I feel like a Pesos. <laughs> you did, sound a little rough. Which is about nine dollars. Now, now, did you have behavioral problems when you were in, when you were a kid in school? Is this where this have began? Have you always been this yeah. way? Is the, probably the question. Yeah, yeah I'm, I've actually carried my behavioral problems into my fifties, actually. <laughs> so, but yeah, as a kid, you know, I was a number one. I had a sh- attention span of a gnat, right, which right. is still true today, and and I wasn't a very good student. I was a pretty smart kid, but, it, you know, I just had this attention deficit problem and visual problem. So, I, I you know, anybody's going to get attention some way. So I, I was a I was a bit of a handful, I admit it. 
You know, it's such a tough thing when you know that you're a smart guy and yet you can't keep focused on whatever the subject the teacher is teaching. It's so confusing in, in your head. And in generally, I think people who do what you do or people who go into the entertainment business deal with those sort of issues, don't you think? Uh, you know what? It's real, real common. Uh, you know, now I think they over-diagnose uh, attention deficit, but it was certainly the case with me. And I'm medicated even today. But back when I was a kid, you were just you were just lazy or you weren't trying or whatever. So, uh, But there were glimpses of that I was smart because I was very, very funny. You know, I was a funny little kid. I could get laughs when I was a kid. I always had timing and... But just, uh, you know, but you know, I don't sit down and read a book, that's for sure. Don't you think that if they would have had those um, diagnoses and medications when you were a kid, that your life probably would have turned out really differently? Uh, you know, you, you know might what? not have well the career have. you have now. I wouldn't now. trade the life that I have for anything. I don't, you know, I have no formal education at all. I mean, I didn't even finish high school, uh, but I am a voracious uh, reader, so... Maybe that makes up for it, but I do treat that condition now with, uh, you know, with whatever medication it is, Wellbutrin, I guess. I brought, um, I have your, you know, I got an advanced copy of the show, the the special behavioral problems, and I brought it home, and, and I have to say, Ron, I, of all the people whose mouths I never expected to form the word bidet, you were high on that list. You really were. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wondering. You know, it just... I, you know, I, I like a, uh, I, I, I like cleanliness. No, but it just, it just seems like such a fancy kind of European thing, and you seem like such a regular guy. Well, I am a regular guy, but, you know, once you get hooked on the damn things, what can you do? <laughs> you know, that that's a real sign of your success, don't you think? Yeah. You're not going to find that at the La Quinta. No, you're absolutely not. And you're, you know what? You're right. I was actually, I just, I was just in the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Washington D.C. and they have them too. I'm like, well, I guess these things are everywhere, and I just didn't know. <laughs> do, do you just uh, sometimes uh, take a look at where you are in your career, the the type of theaters that you fill right now, and staying in the Mandarin Hotel in Washington D.C. and say, wow, I cannot believe that I did it. You know what I did early on when I got first got successful. I would wake up every day and go, "My goodness, it happened!" You know, when mm -hmm. people are just buying my stuff and I'm filling these theaters and I'm making more money than I've ever even dreamed of. I never saw myself being successful, and I think it's probably because I have such a past of not finishing or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 my it hasn't been a long highlight reel of accomplishments except for this art form. Uh -huh. And when I started doing stand-up, that's when I really felt the biggest. I mean, when I finally quit my day job and, and just did stand-up for, for a living, I was probably more exhilarated by that than I am by this. Mm -hmm. Because I realized then I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. It was mm -hmm. something I didn't have to pretend to be good at. Mm -hmm. uh, it was something I could genuinely do and, and, and make a living. And even though I was making... I don't know, 500 bucks a week or whatever, and then I had to drive to the gigs and, you know, uh, in my little truck. And uh, But I, I was just, exil I mean, it was just great. I felt like I retired then what? because I didn't have to go, you know, go yeah. pretend to do anything. Yeah. You know, I, what? Could, I what? literally work 45 minutes a day and drink free and... Yeah. <laughs> what, re what relative or friend or ex uh, is most surprised at your success? Well, you know, I think 
I don't know. That's an interesting question. I don't get... Let's ask it another way. Is there anyone that knew you growing up or any member of your family that isn't surprised by your success? No, no. They're all, su- they're all surprised. You know, I, I think, you know, my mother went to, or still goes to just to every show she can get, she can go to. Really? And uh, and I, I guess on some level, you know, they, I, I mean, I sat there and watched Jeff become famous. I was sitting right next to him when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't think it would happen for me because I just I've never had that kind of you know thing happen. It it seems such like such a lucky thing to have happen. You know mm-hmm. that uh, you know you can you can really be passionate about something and then have it turn into this. You know it's just it's really surreal. Uh, it's it you know it's kind of complicated also. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what uh, when I, that's what I didn't realize when I first started making money. Is that it? You know that the it's it's complicated. There's mm-hmm. you know you you become a target for lawsuits. You become all these things, and then yeah. it's easy to get consumed in that. And for and uh, where before nobody really cared. I just had to worry about being funny. You know. So yeah. and, and now I, I try not to get caught up in any of that part of my life. Somebody else does it, and uh, and, and really I, all I do is worry about <clears throat> what goes on on stage. Ron White's new one, Behavioral Problems. Okay, thank you guys so much. Take, Take care, care, Ron. Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. You know, Carly and I spent some time uh, up in uh, Asheville or on the other side of Asheville, on the east side up there in a little town uh, called Black Mountain. And it's just the greatest downtown. And all of this all of their stuff comes from tourists, I guess, you know, and at this time of year, people are up there and, and just walking around. It's very cool. The weather was great, but you know, but like all towns that get much of their economy from tourists, they wind up having so much in common. A lot of the stores, like for instance, all right, in this town, black bears, they're a theme. So every store has ceramic black bear figurines, black bear wooden carvings, black bear plush toys, (laughs) t-shirts, hats, coasters, coffee cups, key rings, and every other item imaginable. So the first store you go into, you really take your time and you look, you know, and you look at all the items. Well, by the time you get to the fifth store, you take two steps in, a quick panoramic glance, and then you say, thank you, and you go to the next one. Because you're seeing the same stuff. But right. Carla, Carla and I are terrible, terrible people pleasers. Okay, and there's an emotional toll when you're when you're a people pleaser because when we walk in, we're greeted by the store owner. All of a sudden, she's had a conversation with us, and now it feels like a verbal contract. Okay, the owner is really hoping and expecting to sell us something, but I'm sure 99 percent of the time, people are just going to look around. And they're going to break that contract and they're going to disappoint. So, you know, it it turns out we're only using their store as a diversion, sort of a time killer until we're ready to eat. And the worst is when you're in there and you're the only potential customers. It's me, Carla and the store owner. So now if we leave, it's obvious we did not buy anything. So now we have to aimlessly walk around the store, picking up things and looking at things and staying close to the door, just waiting for somebody else to come in. Because when they come in, as they open the door, we get to escape with a verbal thank you as the owner is busy welcoming in the new shoppers. It's it, so it, it, it true. Takes a, it, yes. Oh, my gosh, Lamar, so horrible? true. Yes. Well, well, um, I'm just, I can't wait to find out if you bought the little bear salt and peppers or the trivet because <laughs> like you, like you, like sometimes yeah, yeah. I'll come home with something and Kevin will go, um, uh, what is that? 
It's I had to buy it. You don't understand. Yes. I had to purchase yes. this item and bring it home. So what I do now is I look for, because sometimes, Lamar, you got to buy the dish towel that says, if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> Nobody. You got to buy something. <laughs> so now I'm so thankful that we have um, a bunch of little kids in the family again. And I can always find like a mug with a cat on it for one of my daughters. But you are so right. Oh, and you know God. what I, you know what I don't understand? I admire these people, but they are alien to me. The people that can walk in, look around, ain't nothing here for me, and leave. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, no, it's horrible. It really is horrible. One of the places that we saw up there, now this is all mountain stuff, and, it, and there's a theme. There's also the curio places that's got all the little junky stuff in there that's 100 years old or whatever. But all of a sudden, there's a European specialty store in the middle of here a European specialty store. So we go in. Like, like food, that, like Scottish cookies? Everything. No, 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 no. Everything. Okay. It's, it's got like like Swiss, Swiss clocks. They have cuckoo clocks. They're like $1,500 cuckoo clocks. They've got nutcracker statues that are $500. I mean, it is all European stuff. And so we walk around and I'm thinking, how do you run a European store in the middle of this in you know western north carolina in the mountains and so but people pleasers left, like you yeah, <laughs> before funny. we left before we left they had a hum out of nowhere they've got a humidor that has nothing to do with europe but it's a humidor and i saw a couple of cigars that i'm thinking oh you know whatever so i bought a couple of cigars and so we walk out of the store and i told carl i says i'm wondering why we went into the European store, why it's here to start with, and the only thing we managed to buy was something that has absolutely zero to do with Europe. I mean, it's just, I don't know. But they've been there, I guess, for a long time, so they must do something. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I don't know I how bet they, they I bet they added those cigars just so that people like you would be like, <laughs> oh, God, jeepers. Uh, I don't need any yeah. chutney, so let me... <laughs> But I'll tell you what is a great town, great town. But, mm, mm. What the terrible realization is when you discover that this behavior, you've infected your offspring with it. So a couple of weeks ago, Karamia came home for the weekend to hang out. And she was like, you know, that place that we keep threatening to go to, it's like a little, it's a little vintage antiques emporium, but like a bunch of different, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, like yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah, of different yeah, yeah. No, exactly. places on yeah, one. Exactly. She said, we should go to that. Maybe, we, maybe we'll find some Christmas presents. So we go, and there is not one item in this store. Mm. And we look at each other, and I said, Karamia, we have to buy something. She goes, oh, I know. So we did a second <laughs> lap of and And the man who owns it, well, it sure is nice to see you, ladies. And, oh, boy, it's been kind of slow today. I was like, we got to buy something before we end up buying everything. If this man says yes. one more sad thing to me, I'm going to make him an offer on the building. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Podcast. So we were talking just a little bit ago about how both Lamar and I and Carla were people pleasers. And if we walk into a little store, like on a cool main street in a little touristy town, and we're the only customers, it's excruciating. We have to buy something. We have to buy uh, a blown glass dolphin or a geode <laughs> or a dish towel or some well, fancy stuff. Like we, we just can't, we feel guilty not buying anything. 
And the same is true when we're on the road and you, you stop at a gas station convenience store. Kevin will be out at the pumps and I'll head in to use the restroom. And I'm just praying that they saw on the closed circuit camera that I'm a gas customer. <laughs> because I feel like, like a monster if I don't buy anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lamar, you're going to need to be very, very careful when you're in the western part of these United States. There is a chain gas station convenience store called Mavericks. And you know how people like in the Northeast love Wawa? And yeah. people like in Florida and Texas and all love Bucky's. Well, where where I come from, it's Maverick. And Mavericks has been around since I was a kid. But they've they've gone through like um they've gotten fancy. Like like a lot of your gas station convenience stores now are really fancy, like Speedway oh, yeah. and QT oh, yeah. and Bucky's and you go in there and it's a lot more than Slim Jims and Frosted Donuts. I mean, you've got like fresh fruit and local baked goods and oh, yeah. t-shirts and truck flaps and anywho they do this thing at mavericks in nevada that would make you die lamar you would end up having to buy half the store so um i'm with my brother and he wants to gas up his rental car so we, we pull into the mavericks right outside the airport exit off 15 in vegas and, and I said, I'm going to run in and use the bathroom. So he's pumping gas. I walk in, the jingly bell over the door jingles, and every employee in the store says in unison, as loud as possible, welcome to Mavericks, come on in. <laughs> and every head turns. Um, and I was like, oh, hey, you having a good day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope it, hope it stays good. It, it's going to be great. Now, I'm going to have to buy 36 items as soon as I get out of the ladies' room to reward this behavior, but okay. Yeah. So oh, yeah. the map, this particular Mavericks is one of the big ones. It's huge. So there's quite a distance between, like a basketball court, between me and the ladies' room. And as I'm making my way back to the restrooms, I hear the door jingle, Welcome to Mavericks. Come on in. Welcome to Mavericks. Come on in. I know the employees. They either love it or hate it. There's nothing in between. Nothing in between. They've either hired a bunch of really friendly, blessed extroverts, or they've got people that are just like chewing their own legs off to escape. But I firmly believe that they do that because that greeting is going to make you feel a certain kind of way if yes. you weren't planning to buy anything at the Mavericks. What do you yeah. think? Oh, no, 100%. Because all of a sudden, it's like you've been noticed. Hey, we wa we see you come in the door. How you doing? We're glad you're here. Now, now we got, once again, it's a verbal contract. And the verbal contract is, you have treated me this way. I've got to purchase something from you before I leave. And they know that. Yep, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that they do that for. Because I'm telling you, I'm all over it. I mean, I, I, do, I love it. If you walked into that Mavericks, you've put gas in the car, the smoking hot woman sitting in the passenger seat, you were just going to use the men's room real quick. You walk in and they go, welcome to Mavericks. We're glad you're here. Why don't you run down what you're going to be spending some money on at that Mavericks? 
Oh god! Well, I've, I've got to have I got to have a Mavericks T-shirt because I got to promote this place. I got to have some. I got to have some. I got not. And, and listen, and then I got to tell every. I'm that guy. I tell everybody. I, oh, that you ever been to Mavericks? Oh my gosh! It's that's why I was about when QT. The first time I went in a QT, and in, in our in our neck of the woods, that is the the, the Wawa or the whatever. Oh, the first yeah. time I went to QT, I, I, I couldn't quit talking about it. And it got for a while. We drive to Alabama. There was five QTs that you could get off the interstate and go to on the way to Alabama to go see uh, Carla's parents. I would stop at every one of them. I stopped. My, she said, "We got no. It won't take but a second. I stopped at every one of them. I'd go in, get a cup of coffee, or do. I couldn't get enough of it. So yeah, if I if if I get to Mavericks, I'm gonna have a Maverick hat, and a Maverick T-shirt. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be we, that way. Kevin had never been to a Bucky's, and oh, Bucky's yeah. is its own whole thing. Like, yeah. it, just like Wawa is. You know, there are certain things. Each of these big um, convenience store things, they they kind of have a little something something they're famous for. Like Wawa is famous for their Wawa hoagies, which are actually amazing. Like it's gas station food, but it's amazing. QT has an incredible little like restaurant set up inside. Right, the food's really good. The, yes. the iced tea, there's a wall of a million different kinds of drinks and slushies and iced teas. And they switch those iced teas out every few hours so they're always fresh. That's, I mean, uh, they do that. And it's awesome. So apparently Bucky's is like the Nordstrom of roadside gas oh, stations. Yeah. Kev's like, there's a, there's a Bucky's outside Jacksonville. That's where we're going to get gas. When I tell you that there was a line of cars maybe 40, 45 deep. Oh, yeah. Stretching around back to the exit, just waiting to get into the parking lot of Bucky's. Kevin was so aggravated. He's like, Bucky's is dead to me. I don't care if they're selling eternal <laughs> life. I'm not the going problem to is the people pull up to get gas. They leave their car there and they go inside and shop for two hours. So you, selfish. Nobody else can so pull up selfish. to the pump. That's right. That's yep. right. And by the way, you could just about shop for two hours at a Bucky's. You could. Let me tell you. No problem. No it's problem. Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. This is really trippy, and I think it may blow your mind. It did mine. But um, in 2025, Saturn's rings will no longer be visible from Earth. They'll still be there. Really? But, like, if you have a telescope, you're an amateur stargazer you will not be able to see Saturn's rings because the planet's tilt means that the rings will be side on and they'll vanish from our view because even though the rings of Saturn are enormous, some of them are 87,000 miles wide, but, but they're only 30 feet tall. So I want you to think about that. The, I, now, they're, all the rings are different, but the biggest ring around the planet Saturn, 87,000 miles wide, only 30 feet tall. It takes Saturn 29 years to complete its orbit. And it we will be able to see Saturn's rings again from our backyard telescopes. But as the planet enters this new orbit phase, the rings will vanish to our view. The last time this happened was in September 2009. And before that, it was in February 1996. 
Ask me when you'll have another chance to ha- go out to the backyard and see it's Saturn's gonna make, rings. It's gonna make me when? sad. When? October twenty thirty eight. Wow, that's a pretty good wait. Can I can I just tell you a friend of mine had a Saturn and it didn't even go eighty five thousand miles. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now listen, listen, um, even though we won't be able to see Saturn's rings after 2025, we will be able to take a look at some of Saturn's 156 moons. Those will be more visible to us. How cool is space? Like, how can you even... How cool is it that people can figure this out? That's, that's... Yeah. I don't know why anybody's fighting with anybody on Facebook over some crap and nonsense when if you just look up, mm. it's miracle upon wonder mm. upon magic trick. Just yeah. wild stuff. So there you go. Telescope owners, go get you a look at Saturn. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review And maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day. And here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.